wanted to actually talk about this article that I read earlier last year, Seven Reasons Why Most Musicians Fail. Welcome to the DIY Artist Podcast. I'm your host, Nico Santana. This is brought to you by DistroKid. Get 7% off your yearly membership plan, distrokid.com forward slash VIP forward slash Nico Santana. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the DIY Artist Podcast. This is episode seven of seven to end season one of the DIY Artist Podcast, the launching season, the first season of the DIY Artist Podcast. This would not be possible without our good friends over at DistroKid. I'm rocking the uh, the DistroKid merch, as you can see here. Actually, I made this hoodie, believe it or not, but DistroKid has been pivotal in my life as an artist, in my journey as a DIY artist myself, and obviously as somebody who continuously uses the product, I've seen so many benefits from it, not just saving a little bit of money here and there with distribution, but of course also all the great features that come along wrapped up into a very uh, budget-friendly annual membership. And if you want to save a little bit more, if you're not already part of the community, go ahead and tap into distrokid.com forward slash VIP forward slash Nico Santana for 7% off your first year's annual membership plan. This does exclude you, unfortunately, if you are already a member, if you already have an account, if you want to create a second account, you can take uh, advantage of that, of course. But uh, again, 7% off your yearly membership plan. So thank you to DistroKid for sponsoring this whole season. And they've agreed to actually sponsor two more seasons of the DIY Artist Podcast. So be on the lookout for that. Seven more episodes per season. And I will condense them to make them 20 minutes, no more than 25 minutes per episode. They will be actually linked on YouTube to a different YouTube channel. So it's going to be the DistroKid or the DIY Artist. They should be called the DistroKid DIY Artist Podcast channel. It's the DIY Artist Podcast channel. It'll be linked on my YouTube here if you're watching from YouTube. If you're listening on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts from, just head over to the YouTube and uh, you can find the link there. I will be utilizing my personal Nico Santana uh, YouTube for more how-to videos and that sort of thing. And then of course, documenting my journey as a DIY artist myself and hopefully sharing more music this year. So I've, I really only recorded like two or three songs this past year, 2021. So 2022, I hope to increase uh, my production and, and, and increase uh, a little bit more of my output there with with music. It's just been a busy year for me personally. So thank you guys for tuning in to this last and final episode of this uh, DIY Artist Podcast Season 1. And so with 2022, of course, the start of the new year, I wanted to reflect on a couple things. Number one, uh, where are you in your journey? I know that's something that I ask myself and I have to ask myself in every endeavor and every aspect of my life. Where am I in my journey? And then number two, what are ways that I can improve one percent each day and understanding the landscape understanding kind of the market in business terms and then understanding myself uh having more of that um but having a little bit more of that self-awareness is is the word um understanding myself a little bit more uh can help me navigate these worlds and help me understand where i personally fit in where i can personally succeed with a little bit less effort because I'm naturally more inclined to succeed. And so it's both and, right? It's both the market, it's both the external factors and those internal factors. So I wanted to actually talk about this article that I read earlier last year. It said top seven reasons, seven quote unquote controllable reasons, but we'll talk about whether it's not, it is or not controllable. Seven reasons why most musicians fail. And so with that, um, I also wanted to segue after that into opportunities for 2022 for yourself as your own music brand, music company, music um, artist, of course, your own business. And then um, even even just as a person, um, that's one thing that I've been trying to focus on is kind of getting out of my own way, if you will, understanding things that perhaps have 
become roadblocks because I've let them um, as an artist and also things that I can kind of tap into so that I can become a better artist moving forward. And that, that usually is a holistic approach. So number one is a little bit harsh and I personally don't think it is controllable, but let's rephrase it to make it controllable. So the way that the article reads it, it says you don't have enough talent. Wow, okay, so if we don't have enough talent, we fail. Now, I kind of disagree with this. I think that there are people who aren't born with a plethora of talent, but they have some talents and they can allocate these talents to a passion of theirs, music-wise or not, and then from there build skill on top of that talent. But let me talk to you about, uh, or sharing an example here. I just finished reading a, uh, a book called Atomic Habits. It's by an artist or author named James Clear. And he talks about uh, kind of like these natural abilities that we have or even genetic dispositions or talents or gifts, whatever it is that we're born with. So he compared two athletes. They're both Olympic athletes. And uh, I'm blanking out on their names here, so forgive me. The first one was uh, a, a swimmer, right? And he his his torso was, he was I think he was six foot four. Um, his torso was larger or longer than his, uh, you know, than, than his legs were, right? So uh, he had that uh, anatomic ability to be uh, kind of better equipped for swimming. And uh, the long distance runner that he referred to had the same pants inseam as this particular Olympian um, uh, swimmer. swimmer. Um, and he was actually a long distance runner, but because his, le- his legs were so long, it actually uh, molded him or, or gave him the ability to, to to run long distances better and so if, if they traded positions even though they were both Olympic athletes and and both best in class and in their particular sport would they perform just as well and and the answer to that question is no even if they trained equally as hard they had natural um, inclinations natural tendencies that gave them the ability to succeed or at least to be at the top of the top and so that's kind of something that I've, I've had to think about myself is what are some of my natural abilities, things that come easy to, to me and, and that I can build up on and how do these fit in the music world? Like I'm not a natural vocalist. I'm not somebody who is has a great voice. I'm not somebody who is a great singer with with, you know, natural dominion or of of their of of their pitch and tone and and that sort of thing. So I do rely on technology like you know pitch correct and autotune and i'm not afraid to say you know i'm 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 transparent here to make me sound that much better but of course i know that i'm limited because even the best pitch corrector even the the best autotune is not going to replace that natural ability and somebody who does have that will uh, obviously succeed so i have to take that into consideration myself and see well you know should i be a vocalist should i sing should i just stick to rapping should i even rap at all like am i even a good rapper and uh, do i find it difficult or is it a little bit easier and of course there's skills that are developed through time and somebody who has natural ability but doesn't develop those those skills may not succeed as much as somebody who has less talent if you will or less ability naturally but works hard at it every day so something to think about i think if 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 2022 had kind of a goal roadmap for myself, I would say, what comes easy to me? What am I a little bit better at than than kind of just the general market? Um, and how can I hone in on that ability? Number two, you don't market your music well. Wow. Okay. So the DIY artist podcast obviously uh, kind of helps us see and hear from other artists who are on this journey ourselves, like with with us or alongside us or uh, have experienced similar things as, as we have. And, and 
the last six episodes, if you haven't seen it, I've created a playlist on YouTube where you can catch all six episodes. But we talk about ways that we can market our music. Uh, my buddy Joey, he uh, was interviewed last podcast episode and he talked about using Facebook groups, believe it or not, Facebook groups to market his music to create a little bit of a community there. And then um, whether it was marketing his music, selling his merch, whatever it was, there was more of an interaction there. It was more of a community. It was more of a, um, a two-way thing versus just posting on a different platform and just kind of setting it and forgetting it. So I think that there's opportunities there. I don't think it's a, there's always going to be a tried and true method. I think for the most part, we have to experiment, 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 explore, explore, explore. And then when we find that one thing that really captivates our audiences the best, then exploit, you know, to a degree, obviously ethically and whatnot. But I think you just run with it and, and, and go for it until um, it plateaus because naturally marketing uh, is always going to plateau. People get tired of the same thing, the same messages, the same presentations, the same content, the same formulas, even the same platforms. Which is why, you know, Instagram of today is not what was what it was five years ago, why TikTok is the new rave and Instagram is falling behind, why different platforms have catapulted and even the way that you create content on something like YouTube is way different than back back in my day when I started in 2007. Number three, you make yourself the main focus. Pfft, huge, man. I learned this the hard way um, back in 2016 when I rebranded. I understood that, or rather, I focused more on what I could get out of music and what I could do for myself. And honestly, out of my 10 plus year journey as a DIY artist, that was probably the worst move. That was probably the worst phase of my journey. That, um, in essence, kind of turned me in inward and, and didn't let me see and be kind of tapped into the community, be tapped into my audience, right? Um, so I've heard this from different people. Some people say, you know, make music for yourself and that sort of thing. And I think partly that's true. I think that there is the opportunity to make music enjoyable and, and kind of have that, um, that be a thing, right? But also I think you have to think of your audience. What do they like about you? What do they listen to? What what are they listening to? And then, of course, your immediate community, your producer community, collaborating with other people. What are they doing well that you know you can complement? And what are areas of opportunities for them that you can um, complement? Right. That's why I started this DIY artist podcast uh, and the community here because I saw a need for it. I got a ton of messages. Um, throughout the year 2021 asking me questions about different things and I figured why not give people the platform to speak on these subjects if they're already doing well at them or have a conversation and just give give us the opportunity to kind of hash this out um, you know together so so again number three you make yourself the main focus it's kind of ironic when I'm making this podcast by myself here but uh, it's kind of last minute and I didn't want to let the year start without having this podcast episode. Number four, you think you can do it all yourself. Obviously, as a DIY artist, you want to try to do as much yourself. Get your hand in as, as many things as you can to learn, to understand. But the reality is we really can't do everything ourselves. I've outsourced music videos in the past. I've gone to music stu studios in the past. I've gone to photography studios and done photo shoots, things that I think you know I can kind of do to a certain degree but once that essentially once it, it reaches a point where I need to take it to the next step I will outsource you know and I have budgets for that so 
it's I think it is important to learn all aspects of being an artist, even just so you understand um, to kind of protect yourself to see, well, is this music video really worth fifteen thousand dollars or is there something else that I could do in the interim? But eventually you do want to get to a place where you start outsourcing things so that, number one, you can focus on your craft and you can be a little bit more focused and clear on what you do and do that really well. And then number two, understanding that there are other people that can kind of come in and, and, and there could be that mutual relationship where they benefit from you, you benefit from them and that sort of thing. Number five, you don't treat your music career like a business. Whew. Um, you know, it's hard, man. <laughs> it's hard because music obviously is a passion for us, right? A lot of the times when we make music, it's from the heart. It's because of what we're feeling. But business can be a very objective thing. Um, at least successful businesses are not necessarily driven by the emotion. It's not driven by the feeling. And it's very counterintuitive to music creation at least music creation that I'm used to it's not mechanical it's not robotic music creation is very much empathy right and and sometimes business is lack of empathy and you kind of just go with what drives the profit but I think I think finding that balance for me both keeping track of my financials understand what's coming in what's going out um, what will make me profit and sometimes where I'll say you know what this may not make me profit in the long or in the short run, but it might make me profit in the long run, or at least it's an opportunity for me to learn something, right? So different ways, that's definitely a tricky one. You don't treat your music career like a business. I mean, obviously you wanna be profitable if you wanna make a living from your music. You wanna find things that can sustain you, can help take care of you, um, your immediate needs at least and then from there having surplus to reinvest back into your business back into your brand back into your music number six you put out below par products if you're a perfectionist like myself this can be kind of a bad thing to hear because you feel like you don't put out good enough products to begin with so when somebody says you put out below par products I mean is that really the reason why you're failing and oftentimes actually it's the opposite if you're a perfectionist you're just not putting out enough or you're not producing enough you're not practicing enough you're too stifled by that fear of failure and you're too stifled by perfectionism so it can go both ways in my personal opinion but according to this article if you put out below par products you know there's some artists that have blown up on TikTok with you know half-baked half-cooked songs and then eventually they've you know done a couple iterations where now it's a professionally pr produced product. But the reality is we do want to compete with a very professional polished industry. So if you are competing with both the indie market and the you know record label major industry, uh, major music industry market, you're going to want to have to, you're definitely going to have to invest in your production. You're definitely going to have to invest in your visuals at a bare minimum. And then from there, of course, you continue development, self-development, uh, vocal training, all that stuff. Um, things that I, you know, talk about, but it's it's hard, it's easier said than done, right? And number seven, you don't invest in your music career. That That's a good segue for, for what I was talking about, which is, you know, again, developing yourself, buying the right equipment, um, simplifying things in a way where it makes it easy for you to create, but at the same time, having the right equipment that makes you sound uh, polished, professional, um, and honestly, nowadays it doesn't require a whole lot. You can really get away with a lot with just a an interface, a good interface, and a, a decent microphone. 
as long as you have you know some sound padding maybe some soundproofing um you know somebody can really tweak your your vocals to make them sound great and then of course you you know we all know that with uh, different um daws um, you can really make make do with that so seven reasons why most musicians fail i don't want you to fail this year i want you to succeed i definitely want to win this year and, and and i think that the more we pour into each other the more we can make that happen for us uh, but what are the opportunities for 2022 again this is kind of a, a a situation where it's like oh those things make me feel uncomfortable right but i think that as long as we're realistic with ourselves self-aware enough we can navigate through those things and help ourselves really avoid those seven reasons why you know most musicians fail and then hopefully grow into that um, those opportunities so a few opportunities that i'm looking into of course nfts have been all the rave uh you know basically in 2021 right so um i'm personally taking a step back and learning more about the technology behind nfts i'm not um, even though i i was fortunate enough to be one of the 10,000 artists that got selected through distro kids sell out nft their nft thing right their project right um I thought that was a great opportunity for me to step into the world of NFTs and kind of understand or at least see the community, see what lies behind the curtain essentially, and then from there uh, grow a little bit more. So right now I'm taking a step back and learning more about blockchain technology and understanding that just because I'm, I'm the type of person that likes to know the inner workings of something before I really dive deep into it. Um, but I know that there's opportunity there for artists and I honestly don't think we've even seen the, the tip of the, uh, of the iceberg yet. I think that there's a lot more opportunity there with NFTs. Obviously I think that collaborations should continue to happen. I think that if you're not already collaborating with different artists, you can learn a ton from different Different artists, even just having these conversations um, on the DIY Artist Podcast or anywhere else for that matter, offline or online, um, I think that's a great opportunity for 2022. We've obviously been socially distanced for the better part of 2021 and 2020 as well. So rekindling those connections with your musician friends, having some sort of cadence where you're communicating and just talking to people, obviously product, pr productivity is important, but it's effortless when you're just producing, 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 and you're not really going in the right direction. I think that's where taking a step back, reflecting a little bit, having these conversations with other DIY artists has helped me personally grow into becoming a better artist. Of course, budgeting, finances, all that stuff, I think that's important. But um, as far as other opportunities go, man, I think that there are some great things that can happen in 2022 if you're creating an online community. Uh, again, Joey sh showed us that Facebook groups are still popping. So, you know, look into that. DistroKid has some great features coming out in 2022. I'm not allowed to speak about them, but there will be some greater opportunities for indie artists as well using DistroKid. And then, of course, the, you know, the Internet and not Internet tools will help you uh, grow as an artist in 2022. So if you have any and any suggestions as far as opportunities or things that you're going to be doing and implementing this year, uh, let us know, you know, feel free to share, comment in the comment section below if you're on YouTube, if you're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening to your podcast from. I'd love to hear from you. Shoot me an email, nicosantanainfo at gmail.com. Of course, go on the YouTube, check it out there and comment on that uh, comment section below. Again, we're going to transition over to the DIY Artist Podcast channel for this particular podcast. I'm going to try to condense these episodes to 20 minutes. And in February, we'll be back in full effect with more guests, more interviews, more conversations like this. I want to know what you guys want to hear, what you're interested in. Let me know, of course. Um, and again, thank you guys so much for making this podcast so successful in 2021. I appreciate the support from DistroKid. Definitely appreciate the support from you guys. Dropping likes, comments, all that good stuff uh, wherever you get your podcast from. If you're on YouTube again, thank you, thank you, thank you. Much love. All the best in 2022, and I hope to see you at the top. Yeah.